Well, we have a special treat today. This is the person who's the greatest influencer in my life, my wife. I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Wife. And so she's come to deliver the word of the Lord today. Again, happy Mother's Day. I am just so thrilled to be a part of a wonderful community of believers who love one another and who walking through life, through our ups and downs, through our struggles, and allowing God to mold us and make us into his image. Let's pray. Lord God, I thank you so much for this opportunity to pour into the men and women of this body, Lord God. We ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that you would come and pour a word into our lives, Lord God. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would have free reign to move in this place and that you would speak a timely word of encouragement, Father, a timely word of challenge in the name of Jesus. And, Lord God, as Hebrews 4.16 says, let us all, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace so that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Psalm 128. I'm reading from the New King James Version, Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. When you eat the labor of your hands, you shall be happy, and it shall be well with you. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children, like olive plants, all around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you out of Zion. And may you see the good of Jerusalem all the days of your life. Yes, may you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. What I just read to you is a psalm that's called a psalm of ascent. It's a psalm that would be read by families as they were ascending to Jerusalem for high holy days. And so families would walk along the road and their father or their mother would recite those words and they would declare that promise of the Lord over themselves and over their family. And today we declare that over you. Another translation that I really like is the New Living Translation. Again, Psalm 128, verses 1 through 6. How joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. I like this. You will enjoy the fruits of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive plants, olive trees. As they sit around your table. How many of you wish some of your olive trees were not quite as vigorous That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. May the Lord continually bless you from Zion. May you see Jerusalem prosper as long as you live. May you live to enjoy your grandchildren. May Israel have peace. We are all engrafted into the body of Christ and into the chosen race of of the Hebrews. And today I'm happy to say that we get to rejoice in the promises that were set aside for not only them, but for all the world. And today I'm happy to say that I've lived to see my first grandchild. (laughs) 
My subject today is called Fruitful Mothering. And the text that I really want to focus on is Psalm 128, verse 3, actually. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine. Can everybody say fruitful vine? In the very heart of your house. That means the heart of the house. What does that mean to you? Well, who said center? Exactly. The center of the house. If mama ain't happy, what? That's right. So your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine or a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Your children like olive plants all around your table. Can you say with me, olive plants all around our table? That's right. Or olive plants. I'm sorry, I'm still working on the accent thing. (laughs) I wanted to just let you know that there's three points we're going to be focusing on today. And the first point is that fruitful mothering involves being fruitful ourselves. Fruitful mothering involves being fruitful ourselves. Now, some days we just don't want to be fruitful. Some days it's our day and we just want to chill, not do anything, maybe go to the movies, get a mani-pedi, whatever. I got my mani-pedi yesterday, came up here for soup and song, was dancing on the gr- on, up here with a bunch of the kids and a boy stood on my three toes and scraped off half my nail polish. That was not cool. So at the end of the night, where did you find me? At Walgreens, finding something similar to, if you look really closely, they're not quite the same, but who cares? Really? But I had my time for myself yesterday. But God's heart is for us to be fruitful in our mothering. Fruitful in saying, God, I'm willing to lay down my life to sacrifice it for my kids. When we were single, we did what we wanted. We went as we pleased. We went wherever we wanted to go. Then we become mothers. And all that changes. Right, Summer? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Suddenly your timetable is not your own. You are on their schedule. And it actually doesn't stop till they're about 18, right? Carding, carrying, picking up. Yes. 36? Okay. <laughs> grace, brother. Grace to you. Really, really, grace to you. Um, being fruitful means allowing the Lord to work in our hearts. In that way, he can work in our kids' hearts. Sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes that's pretty hard. You're trying to deal with your own stuff while trying to take care of your children at the same time. And I want to encourage you with this, that there's a scripture in the Bible that if it wasn't written there, we wouldn't know what to do. But because it is written there, it means God says he thinks we can do it. This is the scripture. Therefore, be imitators of God as his dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. If God didn't think we could imitate him, then he wouldn't have put that scripture in there. And you may be looking at me and you're like, you don't know what it's like in my house. When my kids are going, 
90 miles an hour and my husband's this and that and, and my kid threw something in the toilet again and it's overflowing again. I ain't imitating Christ at that moment. But the Lord encourages us that as we pursue him, that he will change our heart. He will give us the passion that he needs us to have for the children that he brings into our world. For not only our children, but the many others that we get an opportunity to mentor. You know what? When Jesus said, therefore be imitators of God as his dear children, we are God's children. The more you hang around with God, the more you communicate with him, the more you become like him. I'm astounded at how much Summer and I are quite alike. We don't hang out very often, but we hung out for many years, her being raised in my home. But to this day, we'll be in a conversation, and we'll both respond with the same words at the same time with the same inflection in our voice. Does that happen to anybody else in here? With Yeah, isn't that crazy, Lydia? Yeah, that's right. Um, my son, on the other hand, Zane, he has my heart of compassion and love for children, but there's some things he does not have a heart for. One of the things I desired for my home to have was a, a harmonious atmosphere. He wants that, but not the way I did. He also is not like me in the fact that he's a hunter. He's a fisherman. He loves shooting a gun. He loves, when he was little, he loved blowing up frogs. I never liked blowing up frogs. He loved digging a hole and sticking a frog in there and then calling me outside and he'd have like one of those black cat things. Boom! See that, mom? He'd bring snakes in the house for me to touch. Touch that, mom! I'd be like, okay, son. Today, he's an avid sportsman. He loves statistics, anything to do with sports. He didn't get that from me. Somehow that was imprinted on him. When he comes to my house, I don't get to watch my girly shows. I watch kickboxing. Tell him about to throw up with all the blood that's slinging around, and he's into it. Yeah! Telling me all the names of everybody that's playing. I'll be like, that's my son, Zane, and I love him. I love him. But he has learned how to become a good man of God. Today, he is a worshiper and a worship leader in the church that he's at. That's why he's not with us today. He's leading worship at another church. My daughter, Summer. Some of the things that are imparted in her life is the gift of dance. When she was a little girl, she was three years old, we saw her dancing all around the living room. And I told my husband, this girl has dancing feet. We need to get her in ballet lessons. Well, the, the denomination we were in at the time didn't believe in that. So she didn't get to have ballet lessons at that time. However, later on, she did. And this girl has danced all around the world. She's danced in Africa. She's danced on the streets in Europe. She's danced here in our church. She's over a dance troupe in Irving. The Lord saw that on her life. As parents, it was our job to encourage those giftings on her. With Zane, we bought him a guitar when he was three years old. That kid started singing. It was a plastic guitar. 
in most pictures of us when he's a little boy, he's holding that little red guitar. It's plastic. It doesn't make sound. But he would sing, and he would stay on key and stay on beat. And we're like, that kid can sing. That kid can sing. When he was in junior high, he was playing the drums. He was in band. And he got really good, and he was playing for our church. He got so good that he was a real smart aleck to the band director at school, much to the band director's dismay. And then he came to me and said, Mom, I don't want to be in band. I already know everything. (laughs) I said, Son, if you're not going to be in band, you're going to be in choir. No way. I'm not going to be in choir. I just want to play the drums. I'm already good at that. I'm, I'm like, Son, you are called to sing. You are called to sing. He got in that choir and we'd go to concerts, and his voice you could hear above everybody's voice. Everybody kind of laughed at that. But today, the Lord has called him with an amazing voice to impart truth, to bring joy to other people's hearts. I just want to encourage you that your kids sitting in, in your homes are gold mines. Your kids have so much precious energy and so much gifting And it's our job as parents to make sure that those giftings come up and come out of them. So in that way, they're developing themselves, but they're also learning how to be like Jesus with their giftings. Therefore, be imitators of God as his dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Like I said before, God's heart is for us as ladies to create a harmonious atmosphere in our home. I don't know where it's written. It may not be written. But I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says, thou can be grumpy when you wake up in the morning before you get your first cup of coffee. I don't know what it's like at your house. I had a few days when I was grumpy with the kids growing up. Every now and again, it's going to happen. But I want to encourage you to keep that harmonious atmosphere in the home. It starts in the morning. It starts in the place where your children know that they're loved. Even if they were naughty the day before, they know that they're loved and they're in a safe, safe place. And they're free to be children in a harmonious atmosphere. It's not easy being a mom. It's hard work. And today we salute you. Can we give our mothers a hand? Here's a video to stress the point of what mothers go through. Just in case you were thinking moms have it easy. So how was school today? Good. I thought the kids came out. No, you did not. Okay. How was choir? It was good. Moms have it so easy. I mean... Their lives are fun, simple, and and so rewarding. Sometimes I wish, instead of being the dad, I I wish I was the mom. Ah, another day of pedicures, reading my magazines, and making myself beautiful. This is the life. Mom? Mom? 
copying me. No, tell him to stop copying me. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Mom, do something. Mom, do something. Are you serious? Are you serious? Mom, are you serious? Why did I ever ask you to help me? I should have known you couldn't fix my hair. I look like a freak. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, Mom. Look at this. Look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Watch this, Mom. Come on. Look at this. Watch this. Come on, look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Come on. due tomorrow and I haven't read any of this. Mom, if you don't help me, I'm going to fail school and be a loser forever. You don't expect me to read this all by myself, do you? You don't expect me to eat this, do you? Seriously, Mom, what is this? Mom, I'm not going to eat this. Dad, can we just go out to eat, please? Hey, kids, be nice to your mother. If I eat this, I'm going to throw up. Mom, I said I'm going to throw up. No! Mom, I think I'm going to be sick, too. You're amazing. No, seriously. I don't know how you do it. I'm at a loss for words. Kids, come here. Get in here. Hug your mother. Tell her you love her. We're in the presence of greatness. Dad. Not now. Dad's on a roll. This is God's greatest creation, kids. You're smooshing my face. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Because I don't say thank you enough. I mean, the truth is... I don't deserve you. We don't deserve you. And one day is, is not enough to honor you. We, we should honor you every day. But how do we say thank you to the woman that means the world to us? I know. We're going to go right now and get you that vacuum cleaner you've had your eye on. <laughs> Nothing. Shh, 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 shh. Speak. This time, we're going name brand, baby. Come on, kids. Let's go make your mom's dreams come true. Ah, uh, he had us till that last part, I tell you. He had us till that last part. Wow. Wow, we can all relate to that. Just in case you want to know what girls want for... Mother's Day, or why are you raising your hands like, yes, that's right. Was that you? Were you that guy? He's that guy. Everybody, look over there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, I was hanging out with one of my wonderful youth leaders yesterday, 
for a few minutes and he was going to take his wife out on a date for last night and he had mentioned a place and she said, no, I want to go to Italian Inn. So I said, oh, really, that's cool. And he said, yeah, that means she wants romance. I was like, you got that right, buddy. (laughs) He was quick to see what his wife needed. Anyway, we salute you moms. And we do like the nice vacuum cleaners, just not on Mother's Day or our birthday. That ain't cool. It's just, I'm just saying, it's not cool. My second point today is fruitful mothers, um, it involves being patient nurturers. And sometimes that's a hard job. Just saying the word patient sometimes, you don't even want to say that word. That's the P word. Don't use that word today. I'm not patient. Okay? Okay. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The word train in Hebrew is the same word used in bow making. A bow maker bends that bow to a certain angle to where it is perfected for when the arrow hits the bow at a certain angle, it can be released to hit its target. So in that word training, it is our job as parents to work with the grain of that bow, work with the grain of that child, and to find out what that child is called towards and bend it and mold it. We don't let our children just figure it out on their own. That's why God called us parents, called us to be good stewards over our children. Yes. The day will come when you'll shoot that arrow out of your quiver. The Bible says that happy is the man whose quiver, whose, what's it called? His quiver is full. The quiver represents the children that he has or the the children that we have. And we take those arrows out of our quiver and we shoot them out into the world. And by God's grace, we've molded that child enough to where when we shoot them out, they will hit their target. There's a young man in our house today. His name is Zach and he's a golfer. There's pictures of him on Facebook of when he was a little boy golfing. Were you with your grandfather or your dad? You were with your dad. Or even at an early age, he was bending that bow because he had a sense. This kid's called to greatness in the golf world. His team just went to state and placed seventh out of 12 teams. Or Was it that right? There were 2,300 teams in Texas. 12 teams went, and they placed seventh, and he was a part of that team. Give it up for Zach. So destiny is bound up in the heart of a child. And even though Zach's a great golf player, we don't live with you. We don't know how you keep your room clean or not. We don't know how you are at home, dude. But we think you're great. We think all these kids are great. We love them. We only have a short time to pour into their lives. So Zach's dad poured into him. His grandfather poured into him. And now we get to pour into him, hopefully, till you leave school. We we would love to do that. One day we'll step back and say, that kid sat in our sanctuary. That kid loves Jesus. We had a part in sending that kid to camp. We had a part in pouring into him and mentoring him and challenging him to be all that he could be. Sorry for picking on you, dude. All right. 
Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Our text talked about our children being as little olive plants sitting around our table. That is actually an olive plant. And when we get these little babies, like Summer has a baby right now, like you all have had babies, or, you're, or you are helping other people with their babies, taking care of them, they're little, and they need to be molded. And it takes time to nurture them and love them. It takes five to seven years for a olive plant to begin to bear fruit. Five to seven years. I've heard that it takes some olive plants 35 years to bear fruit. You said 36 a while ago. I want to encourage you, those who are waiting on God for your parent, for your children, and you are concerned about where they're at, you've poured good things into them. You may not have seen the fruit of your labor yet, but I'm telling you it's coming because God is faithful to fulfill his word. Yes, he is. One thing that's wonderful about those olive trees, once they begin to bear fruit, is that that fruit begins to produce and produce and reproduce and reproduce for hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. So the children that have sat at your table or who are sitting at your table right now, please do not grow weary in well-doing. Please know that you are pouring into your children and nurturing and loving them so that one day they will bear much fruit much fruit for their own families, for their communities, but even to the second, third, fourth generation. It will be blessed. You will be blessed for laboring, for the anguish, for the pain, for the discouragement, for the the sleepless nights, the nights that you wonder, are we going to make it? You will be blessed. Please faint not. Don't look at the circumstance right now, but give thanks to God who causes us to what? Triumph. Everybody say, give thanks to God who causes us to triumph. That's right. So we've talked about fruitful mothering involves being fruitful ourselves. Fruitful mothering involves being patient nurturers. Another scripture that we want to focus on, it's actually one of the first scriptures I ever learned as a Christian, was Deuteronomy 6, verses 5 through 7. It actually starts out with, Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. I call those teachable moments. I was 14 years old when I gave my heart to the Lord. My, my parents were not Christians. They were good business people, but they did not know the Lord. My father, and actually my mom too, are Jewish, but they never really cultivated that in my life. They never poured the word of God into me. I'm a miracle today that I'm standing here. God got me in spite of that. Thank the Lord. 
But I want to say that there were many moments in our children's lives when we would diligently sit with them and we would read the word together. And we would have teachable moments, driving in the car, going to the store, just whatever, and finding something in there to pour into them about the love of God, the heart of God, the character of God. Teachable moments. Let me encourage you, if you don't know these scriptures, please meditate on them, not only for your children, but for yourself. Fruitful mothering involves being conscious of time. Now, for some of you looking at me up here, you're like, Yvette, you cannot talk about being conscious of time. What? (laughs) I was, and there was hardly anybody here to see it. But anyway, (laughs) yes, but what I'm talking about is the time that we have to pour into our kids. That's roughly 18 years in our culture. Actually, some kids are leaving home later than that, but generally 18 years is what we have. That's about 936 weeks wrapped up into 18 years. We're stirring about in our life, and life is busy, and you're on time schedules, and you've got to go to work, and you've got to get your kids to bed at a certain time. You've got to get them to this. You've got to get them to that. Um, You know, grandparents are babysitting, helping out as much as they can. Life is fast, but I'm telling you what, those 18 years go by so, so quickly. Psalm 90, verse 12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I would love to say that all of us are born wise, but that's just not true. Some of us have natural wisdom from a young age. We call that wise beyond your years. But most of us learn through trial and error, just like everybody else. But when you seek the Lord, he can give you supernatural wisdom on not only how to minister to your own life, or not only how to develop your own life, but he can give you supernatural wisdom on how to minister to your children. He can give you the exact word that they need to comfort them and to speak into their lives. Those 18 years go by very quickly. My heart as a mother and as a mother of this house is for all of our houses to be a place that cultivates an atmosphere or an environment where our children are drawn to the Lord, where our children hunger to know God like their parents know God, where our children learn to trust God at an early age so that when they're faced with huge decisions down the road, they've already got that as part of their DNA. That's already ingrained into that bow. That's already ingrained into who they are as a person. Please, one of the fundamental truths you want to impart to your child is have a thankful heart. Have a thankful heart. Even in the midst of pain, that is the key that gets you through anything, having a thankful heart. Many times when we don't have that, we become selfish. And when selfishness comes into play, it opens the door to a lot of pain, a lot of tragedy. We see that all the time everywhere. But 
please faint not. If you've poured those things into your children already, then trust God that he will bring that back around into them to where they can make those wise choices. If you're in the midst of raising babies, let that be part of their fundamental development to have a thankful heart and to know that Jesus loves me. Nine hundred and thirty six weeks is what you have to pour into your children until they no longer are sitting at your table. Summer, why don't you come up here with that little baby? You all want to see Preston? You might not be able to it looks like he's conked out. <laughs> We've waited a long time for this little baby, and we love him. It's my honor today to be able to say happy Mother's Day, Summer. Oh. Summer, you have 936 weeks to pour into this child. How old is your baby now? He's five months and seven days. Five months and seven days. Okay, you math brains. What? How many? How many weeks would that be? 21 weeks. Oh, he's looking at her. 21 weeks. Summer. I have a container of marbles here. There are 936 marbles in this container. This represents the amount of time that most of us get to pour into our children's lives. You said he's five months and one week. That's 21 weeks. This is about 21 marble summer. It's already gone. You'll never have these back again. They're gone. But in these five months and seven days summer, I've watched you already pour into your baby. I've seen you singing to your baby. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes. Jesus loves me. Want a marble? Yes. Jesus loves me. You can tell him the grandmother. The Bible. Sure, take a marble. Play with it. The Bible tells me so. She's already teaching a fundamental truth to this child that Jesus loves him. Yes, he knows that because the Bible, which is truth, tells him so. She's already bringing compassion and joy into this baby's life. This baby's recognizing when his mommy's not around, he's going to cry because he wants his mommy. We already experienced that. I'll hold him for a while and he's chilling and he'll look at me and he's like, not the mommy. I'm like, here's Summer. (laughs) We'll work on this some more. Summer Joy, along with every other mother in this room, there's many of you who have little babies. The time you've already had is gone. But what you have left, please make it count. Because the day will come when your little olive tree 
will no longer be sitting at your table. These are yours to keep. And please make every week count. We really don't have that much time with our children. Some of you have the the pleasure of having them come and sit at your table on a Sunday or family times, and some of you don't have that. And some of you may be away from your families or estranged, and I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry today if, if your relationship with your family is estranged and you don't know where your mom is or your mom has passed. My mom has passed. She's in heaven and looking down going, go girl. But um, today, we want to affirm every mother in the house, every woman in the house, and we want to affirm all the men who are loving their women. Please love your wives. Love these gentle souls that God has brought into your life. Honor them. Love them. Encourage them. Challenge them to be all that they can be. And by all means, be cognizant of the time you have to raising these little children who will one day be huge olive trees who will one day bear much fruit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. pray for any mothers today who are struggling, who need encouragement, who are wondering about where their children are, or the relationships in those areas. So let's pray about that real quickly, then we'll pray another prayer. If that prayer speaks to your heart, Just put your hand on your heart. And if, gentlemen, if there's an area that you're missing your mom today or you wished you could have told her something you never got to say, put your hand on your heart too. Father, I thank you so much for being a loving father, for teaching us how to be imitators of Christ, for pouring into us the things we need to be wise parents, Lord God, and Sometimes we fall short, and sometimes our parents have fallen short with us. Today we lift up every mother who is concerned for their children. And we ask for you to pour into them as they have come boldly before your throne to receive mercy and grace in time of need. We ask that you would give them encouragement this week in this area. Encourage them with the fact that they did pour goodness into their children. Encourage them with the fact that the story's not over. To not grow weary in well-doing, but to know that there is fruit, that there are seeds that have been sown, and that there is a harvest yet to come. That will be a mighty harvest. 
And in the midst of it, we say thank you. Lord, I lift up every person here today, and the man as well, whose hearts are thinking about their moms or grieving about their moms. We ask, Father, for your supernatural peace to be upon each one of us today. For those whose moms have passed on, for those who are still alive, we ask for a level of communication to be opened up if that has been estranged in Jesus' name. We ask, Father, for us to be cognizant of the time that we have and the time that we have left to bless our moms and to be good moms and fathers in Jesus' name. child I've known you from the time you were in your mother's womb my child you are not a mistake I formed you in your mother's womb my child know that I have a plan for you a plan that is good and not bad my child please know that I love you I love you so today I send my Holy Spirit amongst you. He moves between the aisles and touches the deepest part of you. Please know that I love you. There's nothing too hard for me to do in you. There's nothing too hard for you to do in me. I love you. May the Lord Make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name.